Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, him, not them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Kanye West featuring XXX Tentacion. True love. I always liked Triple X when he was out. I didn't really listen to his music because I was teaching at the time and the kids really was talking about him. And all I would see was the antics. But once I took my old head hat off <laughs> and I started listening to what that young energy was saying, I became a fan instantly. Probably all the more reason why the corporation that we call America felt the need to remove, remove that energy from this plane. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. The reason why I started, why, excuse me, the reason why I'm choosing to start with this type of conversation because let's just be honest, at this point in 2022, it's just all about death. Um, massacres, mass shootings, just death and I don't want the family to think that I'm being morbid right now, even though there's a movie out now called Morbus, but I digress. I don't want to start out by being morbid. I just want us to have a better understanding of what's being presented. And what I want to say is that there's a difference between death and transitions. Um, what we are experiencing right now is a large amount of death that is causing us to have transitions that I feel as though that aren't necessary and that is um, not timely advised. Starting with the shooting that happened in the school in Texas, as time goes by, we start to see that there's more information coming out about what really happened that day. And we have yet to realize that the corporation that we call America runs media, similar to what we talked about in our last installment, one of the weapons of war. So when the media covers a situation like this in the fashion that they do and leave out certain levels of information, because we live in the information age, that is going to come out regardless. But it doesn't come out initially because the initial wave of frustration, the initial wave of disappointment can cause an uprise in the people. But as time goes on and you trickle in new levels of information and then you trickle in other tragic events, we can't put our finger on one thing to get upset at. That's why they continuously bombard us with, the, with all these tragic events. But with this tragic event in particular, 
you hear that a Hispanic kid went and go shot up to school, shot all the kids. Then you hear stories on mainstream media that the officers, that one of the officers might have shot the kid. Then you hear other forms of information that the police was keeping families from going inside while the police was going inside to save their own families. You understand? Now, some people will call this fake news. Some people will call this whatever you want to call it. But how come this type of information isn't as valid as the information that they initially gave us? It's part of the psychological operations, right? If we can't pinpoint one actual factual part, all we, all we are hearing, all we are being um, proposed, all we're being proposed to is somebody's opinion. You see what I'm saying? And that within itself leaves us leaves us in a state of confusion and we can't focus on anything else. Then in the midst of one mass shooting, the news showed another one that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this one apparently was a black dude. So they give us a white dude shooting up Buffalo. They give us a Hispanic kid shooting up in Texas and they give us a black dude shooting up in Oklahoma. This isn't what they call it. This isn't happenstance. I put a post on the internet saying how many mass shootings was in 2022. We are at 290 something. When, when the next best country was at eight. And I think it was like Brazil or something. I'll post it again. So I say all that to say that the media is trying to curate energy by using tactics called fear mongering. Another tactic called strategic framing, something that we talked about here, we might have to revisit that. That's what this corporation is doing. They're using fear-mongering and strategic framing to put levels of information out there for us to digest and to react to. But if we're not presented with all the information, how can we fully react? And I'll just leave that there. I don't want this to be a chatty-patty platform, as I often always say, but I have to remind the family that this that we are experiencing is not by chance. It's not by, happen not by happenstance. This is a corporation doing whatever they need to do to stay in power. And that's just what it is. And if we find a way to get a better understanding of that, we won't get, we won't get easily misdirected by all this fear-mongering. Whew. I had to get that off right quick because I'm like, huh? What is going on, people? We have to we have to find we have to find it. We just have to find it. As I'm looking over the notes that I want to talk about before we close this new installment, the book that we talked to, no, I didn't talk about this book. Excuse me. The book that I am currently reading is called The One Thing. You can find it on the internet. Anything that I talk about on this platform, you can find on the Internet. We are in the information age. And one book that I'm reading is The One Thing. And it's one thing, ironically, <laughs> um, that kind of stood out for me that I want to talk about right here is a term that is called shrinking thinking. OK. And the author, which I don't have in front of me, which me make, which makes me sound. And feel very unprofessional, but we unorthodox here. Look it up yourself. <laughs> but this author, I'm not going to say coined the phrase sinking, shrinking thinking, but when the author wrote that, it kind of made me feel some type of way because I started to think about the times that I allowed my thinking to shrink my progression. 
and how I allowed fear and mediocrity and lack of success to shrink my thinking. What am I saying? The corporation that we call America is using fear-mongering tactics to shrink our thinking. So once we stop thinking and only operate in fear, they can predict our decision-making. They can predict our choices because they've found a way to control how we digest the information that's being presented. And shrinking thinking starts with thinking that big is bad, that dreaming bigger is bad, or having a thought that's adverse to everyone else is bad. It limits ourselves. I'm sorry, it limits our decisions, which then limits our opportunities. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to find ways to understand that this corporation is trying to, trying to shrink our thinking. That's why they give us smartphones. That's why some parents give their child's tablets. It's not that we don't want to tend to or want to X, Y, and Z. It's just that everything available for us is making it easy and too easy, which allows the, the way that our body naturally works and naturally process information to dwindle. And we can't allow that. This installment should be informative just like any other. And this part of the installment is how I feel right now. We are six months into the 22. We have to look at what we've done thus far and think, have we been bamboozled, as the old people would say? Or are we taking this opportunity to expand our thinking? Our first break. Yes, family, that was Umi, Too Late, off her new project, Forest in the City. I like Umi. I think I talked about it on one of my installments when I first got introduced to her. I forget what school I was working at, and I was on YouTube, and they had a suggested video. And I can be shallow and say that I found her attractive. Okay, cool. But I wanted to hear what she was talking about because I was listening to one of my favorite artists, FKJ. And, you know, he's a, a artist that some will call alternative, but I like the music. She kind of fits that lane. And I became a fan ever since. And I follow her on Instagram and she has good lives where she's promoting a lot of the things that I talk about here. I don't know anything about a lifestyle, anything about her as a person. The, this part of the artist that I like is the part that I delve into. And I want to encourage the family to do the same because we shouldn't limit ourselves or shrinking our, we shouldn't shrink our thinking simply because we don't like an aspect of the person, 
when they can contribute to our overall being positively. Umi, too late. Just want to remind the family that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. We are in the sixth month of 2022. What you gonna do? <laughs> um, as I look over the notes for the second part of this installment, what we talked about on the last installment in May was the Move 9 movement. And I remind myself, I try to remind myself that I am human and I make mistakes. And as I was listening to my last installment, I kept saying the Move 5 when it was really the Move 9. And it was parts of the information that I gave on that installment that I won't give here. So if this is your first installment, you might have to go back one to get a full understanding of how monumental the Move 9 movement was. The event happened in 1985, but these there were members of this group that spent upwards of 40 years in prison. Okay, When I came across this information in 2019, this was the 40-year anniversary of some of this right um not so much the anniversary but the misery fuck you talking about because it was a misery it was a travesty for this to even transpire you understand so there's a few of the individuals the ancestors the elders that i want to say by name to acknowledge their contribution to what we now know as the quote-unquote woke movement um a collective group of individuals who focused on community, we should honor them by name. And these these elders and ancestors will get my praise right now. So when I first came across this information in 2019, two of the Move 9 women were freed from prison after serving 40 years. After serving 40 years. Um, Janine Phillip Africa, Janine Phillips, Africa, excuse me, and Janet Holloway, Africa. Like I said, the Move 9 movement changed all their last names to Africa to acknowledge the motherland, to acknowledge where we all came from. And they had an understanding of what, quote unquote, woke was in 1985. Janine Phillips was 63 when she was released and Janet Holloway was 68 when she was released. I don't have the... 2022 information of these elders right now but you can do your own due diligence and find that information and if you would like to share that information with me him underscore not underscore them on the ig and we can converse or is it conversate i'm not sure <laughs> but nonetheless you can find this information on the internet these two women were the last pair of the four women that were part of the Move 9. So initially there were nine individuals who had an understanding of self, who had an understanding of community, who had an understanding of family, who had an understanding that the corporation that we call America is manipulating and manipulative, and they were no longer going for that. Two years in 1978 before... Janet Phillip Africa was um, arrested or incarcerated, I should say. She had a scuffle with an officer, resulting in her being hit, her being hit over the head and dropping her three-week-old baby, Life Africa. 
this individual was locked up before the 1985 event. All right. And it's kind of crazy because we hear about the bombing, but we didn't hear about this incident that she had with an officer, which um, was an end result of losing the life of a three week old baby. The baby might have might have appeared to be trampled due to the scuffle between Holiday, between Holiday and I'm sorry, between Phillips and the officer. It's kind of crazy to even think about it because this woman not only lost her three week old baby during that scuffle, but she also lost her son in the bombing that happened in 1985. So imagine being a woman, not only losing your your infant, but losing your teenager due to the hands of the people who are supposed to be, as they call, doing their job by protecting and serving. She had two women, I'm sorry, this woman had two children to die from police brutality. It's, it's sad to say, but it's the truth. And if this happened in 1985, let's look at what's happening in 2022. Not only are they killing elders, they're killing babies. And we're here arguing about gun laws when that's not even the issue, but I digress. Debbie Sims Africa was also arrested in 1978. She was released in June of 2019. She gave birth to her son in prison. Merrill Austin Africa died in prison in March of 1998. And when I got this information in 2019, the three remaining men that were in prison, Eddie Africa, Chuck Africa, and Delbert Africa were all still incarcerated. Michael Africa Sr., he was the father of Debbie Sims Africa, the one who gave birth to their child in jail. He was the father. He was released from prison in 2018. Those two, Debbie and Michael, were able to reunite after 40 years in prison. All right. So I wanted to end this, what some will call a travesty, with a highlight saying that two individuals who loved each other and stood for the same thing that were, I can't say wrongfully indoctrinated, I'm sorry, wrongfully incarcerated, but they were wrongfully incarcerated. I'm not going to be PC. They were incarcerated because they had a movement that was changing the lives of melanated people in the Philadelphia area, and they couldn't do nothing about it, so they chose to bomb the neighborhood that they lived in. That's just what it is. And these two individuals spent 40 years of their lives in prison standing for a cause that didn't, didn't require them to lose 40 years of life. But once they were released, they were reunited. And that's how we will feel once we, released our, once we release our minds from shrinking thinking. Our last break. I 
Ferrari and my whole conglomerate. I would just mess with shit out in the cuckoo. Suicide cuckoo. Yes, family, Silent Hill, Kendrick Lamar, featuring Kodak Black. I don't know why people was hating on Kodak being on Kendrick's album like this. Kodak the GOAT. And once you look past all the antics and you really listen to a lot of things this young man say, he ahead of his time. That's why they kept locking him up and trying to get him to understand that you don't have to do that. Just be a rap artist. When he was trying to change his people, he's Haitian. Haiti was the only continent, like I say only continent, the only country that freed themselves from slavery. You understand? That there's an energy that resides on that land that melanated people thrive from. Why do you think there always is always something going on in Haiti? Why do you think that Haiti is such a poor country economically? Because once they stood up to the conglomerate, they said they're not gonna fund them. And here we are. And, and to take it a step further, the Dominican Republic in Haiti shares the same body of land. Yet they're two different countries. What does that say? <laughs> you understand? So when we look at history or his story, what is being told? How is it, how is it being strategically framed? Is there fear-mongering being, I don't know, purported in that? And I'll just leave that there. Before we get into the last part of this installment, I want to give a shout out to an individual who to an individual who just wrote me on Instagram. A 21-year-old young man expressing how he feels 30 Talk has helped him on his journey. I would give his name out, but I don't want him to feel some type of way. But young man, I see you. Young man, I appreciate you. Um, you and anybody else who listens to the who listens to this podcast who has helped this platform grow i appreciate every last one of you um i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for that i initially started this because i wanted to help myself and then i realized the best way for me to help myself is by helping others because just not because not only am i going through something there's other individuals who might not be experiencing what i'm experiencing but is living the experience and I don't want that to come across as if I know it all or have all the answers. I just want the family to know, family to know that we are all in position to be great. We are all in position to succeed. And we have to lean on one another. And this young man openly expressed that he leans on the 30 Talk platform. And I'm appreciative of that. I get messages, not often, not a lot. You understand? We're not viral yet. But every now and again, I get a message from someone who I know nothing about that expresses what they feel when they listen to me speak. And all I'm doing is um, authoring my life journey. You know, I'm just putting myself in a position to help someone to help themselves. And I'm appreciative of this young man, 21 years old. You know, it's crazy. Because I damn sure ain't have it at 21. <laughs> I was still having. You understand me? And it's not an excuse, but it's just what it was. To close this out, we're going to go back to the book that I'm reading. You know? The One Thing. And I'm not going to give all the notes that I have because I want to expand it over the next few installments. And at this point of the book, wherever I'm at... Um, has led to the author talking about lies about success. 
And he has four or five things right here that, you know, in his opinion, are lies that we are told about success. And one of those is that everything matters equally. And I kind of agree with that. Everything doesn't matter equally. We often look for balance in life. Balance doesn't balance does mean equally, but balance means that it has to level out. Something that's why it's called 60-40. That's why it's called 70-30. It balances out, but everything isn't equal. You understand? And if we want to succeed, we have to understand what we need to put our all into and what we don't. What we need to pour all of ourselves into and what we shouldn't. Just because it equals 100 doesn't mean it's 50 plus 50. You understand? And if we're spending ample amount of time, ample amount of time trying to make things equal, we can, in, in the same breath trying to make things equal, we can be creating an imbalance. You understand? That's why we have to look at multitasking differently when it comes to succeeding. Multitasking doesn't mean putting hella, excuse me, because I'm reading and talking at the same time. Multitasking doesn't mean putting a whole bunch on our plate and trying to manage all those things at once. Multitasking means being able to put the right amount of information into each one of those quote unquote projects so the solution can be achieved. If I'm an individual that wants to succeed in three areas, and, and I'm not going to say X, Y, and Z. If I want to succeed in X, doesn't mean I'm doing the same thing for Y. And it doesn't mean I have to do the same thing for Z. When I'm multitasking, I have to find each specific niche for X to succeed in X. Then I have to find that specific niche in Y to succeed in Y. So on and so forth. But when we often look at multitasking, we think that I have to do the same thing for X, Y, and Z, and each one of those is going to get their desired result. No, they're not. Why? Because everything isn't equally. That's a lie that we are told about success. Everything doesn't matter the same. We have to address certain issues tailored specifically for what it is, and then we'll get our desired result. Dreaming big isn't bad. People will say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Kobe Bryant already broke that down for me. That's a, that's a fear tactic. Why, why aren't I going to put all my eggs in there? Why I got to make all these trips? If I'm strong enough to carry this basket, I need to put everything in this basket and protect this basket. Not the items that's in it. I need to protect the basket. So the basket in this instance is success. If I want to be successful, I have to protect what's in my success basket. That's my dreams. That's my aspirations. Right? That's my discipline. That's my consistency. That's what's going into my basket of success. I need to put all those in my basket so I, so I can succeed. <laughs> you understand? And this can be a higher level or mature way of thinking, but it's a reality. We shouldn't be scared to dream big. We shouldn't be scared to put all our eggs in one basket because if we prepare ourselves how we're supposed to, we don't have to worry about being disappointed. And I'm talking about things that we prepare for, not what life has to offer. I'm talking about the things that we have control over. Because a disciplined life is part of success. Some people will like to think that I don't have to be disciplined to succeed. That I don't have to be disciplined to succeed. You might not have to be disciplined, but you have to be consistent. And in order for you to be consistent, you have to be disciplined. And I'll just leave that there. 
The One Thing. You can find it on the internet. It's a PDF. I'm currently reading it. Why don't you read it too? Before we close out, I just want the family to know that we are in a position to win. We are in a position to succeed. We are in a position to increase our thinking and not shrink our thinking. You understand? I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to expand your thinking. Understood on everything, no matter what I'm talking.